you know, we all face some mountains. We face, you know, the last couple years, there's been some mountains. But at the same time, there's been some valleys. And he's walked with us through it all. And I got news for you. The book I read says he has no plans to change that. Amen? So as we embark on a new year, we embark on it ready, no matter what, because we got him walking alongside us. He goes before us, as a matter of fact. Isn't that awesome, Angela? We don't know what's going to be in France, but we know who's already there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. What a beautiful day. It is beautiful. We needed the rain, didn't we, Mike? We didn't need it in our foyer, but <laughs> we need the rain. You know, every day can't have sunshine. We have to have rainy days. If we don't have rainy days, we don't have anything to drink. Eventually, we'll be in trouble, won't we? God provides it, doesn't he? Hallelujah. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. This is your first time here in a new year. You know, as we begin New Year's, every year we always, every one of us to a certain extent, what do we do? Every New Year. I know y'all made resolutions, but I'm not talking about We look back. We look back and see what happened. And I hope more than that, we look forward and believe for what's going to happen. We do that every year as a new year begins. And most of the time when we look back, we look back and we, we see the bad things, don't we? We focus on the bad stuff of the year that the year passed. Man, I hope I don't have to go through that again. And we look forward hoping the next year is going to be better. I start each, each year I start with a word of the year for me. That's my word. And um, I remembered my word. I know it's just a little loud. Isn't it? I remember my word. There it goes. It's getting better. My word for 2020. I looked back the other day and I, was, I remembered what it was. But I wanted to look back and I was reading past year's things. My word for 2020 was health. That didn't age well, did it? <laughs> My, <laughs> yeah, so like that was January. And by March, the world was, <laughs> the world was in the midst of, ooh, health. <laughs> and so when 2021 came around, I didn't have a word. I had just had COVID. And I was tired. I, I think I was scared <laughs> to give myself a word. I was like, that last word didn't go too well. So this year we're going to skip it. And we'll just see what happens. <laughs> none of us knew. None of us had a clue when we stood here on the first or second or third day, whatever day it was, of January in 2020, what was about to happen in two, two months. We had heard rumors about this thing in China. But we didn't know what was going to happen. None of us had a clue that was going to turn the world upside down. 
And we have no clue what this year brings. We don't. I don't know what the future holds, but as I said earlier, I know who holds the future. And so I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. A verse from John 14, verse 27. It's a verse that should give us all comfort at all times. Peace I leave with you, said Jesus. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Do I need to say anything else? <laughs> you know, as we go into this year, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Um, we don't know. Just like we didn't know in 2020 what was going to happen. We've had some bad years along the way, but that was rough. And we all thought 2021 was going to be better, and well, it had its issues too, right? And 22 will have its issues. It will. But praise God, I have peace. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled, and I'm not going to let it be afraid. Amen. My message today is about the dash. The dash. It's that thing that every single one of us has. Mike, you got one. John, you got one. Ray? Amy? All of us, we got a dash. Mine started 1971. And then that dash. And one day there'll be a date that completes that dash. In recent days, we've seen some famous people's dash completed. Betty White, we all know Betty White. Coach Madden, Coach Reeves. Their dash was completed recently. And ours will at some point be completed. But that dash is what I want us to look at today because that's the most important thing. What do we do with that dash, that time between the start and the finish? It's an important thing to consider for each and every one of us. And as we start a new year, I believe we should examine our dash. What have I done? What do I want to do? More importantly, what does he want me to do with what's left of my dash? Ephesians 2.10 says this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Listen to this one. For which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That God prepared beforehand. You see, he's got a plan for all of us. It's already set. It's already there for us. We've got to walk it out. Now, sometimes, sometimes what happens? Some of us have ADHD, and we see a squirrel over here, and we go chase the squirrel when God's plan was not for us to chase that squirrel. His plan was over here, and we go over here, and that's okay. That happens 
The goal is for us to find that plane and get on it and stay on it and not get deterred. I tell you, there's one way to do that. It's called renewing your mind daily. Renew your mind. And I won't go there right now, but if we want to focus on his plan, we can walk it out because he's already prepared it for us. And let me tell you something. When God prepares something for you, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be easy every day. I mean, you can, you can read the Word of God and you can see a lot of examples of people who had to go through some stuff. Am I right? A lot of them went through some stuff because they didn't go with his plan. But the bottom line is, <laughs> if it's his plan and his Word tells me it is, I don't need to fear it. I just need to go. I need to have faith and go. Created for good works. He has already prepared for us. Put some context to that, though. Sometimes this gets people confused. Just prior to that verse, there's two verses. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. <laughs> for by grace you have been saved through faith. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. See, we got, we got Jesus because of faith and because he has the grace to say, I'm going I'm to wipe your slate clean. I didn't have to do anything but accept him. But because I've got that, what do I want to do now? I want to do the good works he's called me to do. I'm not doing the good works to say, oh, look at me, I'm going to get in heaven now because I'm doing more work than you. That ain't what it's about, because I can't boast about that. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm saved because of the grace of God when he sent Jesus to die for me on the cross. Because of that, though, I want to work to share it with everybody. I want to do what he's called me to do. So if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're good to go. Your dash is going to be all right. You're good to go. You've got Jesus. And when your dash ends, that day comes, you're going to be in his presence. Hallelujah. It's just how do you want to live that dash now? You want to live it like Forrest Gump? Good guy. Great guy, Forrest Gump. You know, he did a lot of good things. But he was kind of, you know, Forrest. He was. Everybody see that movie? Forrest was a great guy. He did a lot of stuff. I mean, who else do you know reported Watergate and was, you know, a Vietnam War hero and what else did he? I mean, all the stuff. He, he, had, a, he had a busy life. You want to live your life just like Forrest or do you want to be Spider-Man? Come on now. Robert? Spider-Man? We have the choices to make. I'm, I'm, just, I'm using those examples. Forrest was low-key, although he did everything on, on demand. But Spider-Man was out saving the world. And so somewhere in between is where you want to be, right? You want to live your life. You want to impact the most people you can impact. You want to help the world. You know, you want to be what he's called you to be. If he's called you to be Forrest Gump, that's great. If he's called you to be Spider-Man, go do it. He's called you to be whatever he's called you to be. Do it. 
as I said, his word says, he has already got a plan for our lives. So what's your dash going to look like? I want to tell you some things today um, that I want you to think about in the days ahead, the weeks ahead. Um, number one, do not let your dash up until this moment negatively impact your dash going forward. We don't want our dash to be negatively impacted by our past. We get caught up in that sometimes. There's some dash moments that need to be forgotten. Come on. When we've asked him to forgive us of our sins and we've been forgiven, he doesn't remember it. He doesn't know it. It's gone. It's off the slate. So why do we need to keep bringing it up? Right? But there's some dash moments in our past that can be valuable that we share with others. That's called our testimony. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Your testimony. I got a friend I've known for years who's a pastor. I think he's been a pastor now over 30 years. He was a hell's angel before he got saved. And he goes around and shares the things that God's done in his life. And he doesn't shy away from the fact of telling people, I was a hell's angel, right? That's a past. I was over here, but look where I am now. <laughs> God's done some pretty cool stuff in my life. That's the kind of things you want to share. We don't dwell on it. We don't go back to it. He's not a hell's angel anymore. But he tells people, look what God has done in my life. Amen. So we don't want those things in our past to negatively impact our future. But we need to share those when appropriate. There's a story in the Bible of a demon-possessed man. <laughs> and Jesus, he, he was still before Jesus and the demons were just ruining his life. And Jesus called the demons out and cast them into some pigs. Y'all know the story. The pigs go off the cliff and drown into the water. And the man who had had this demon possession was there and people are like, oh my goodness, there he is. <laughs> Crazy man. And he said to Jesus, let me go with you. I want to I travel with you, Jesus. The man did. And Jesus said this in Luke 8, 39, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. You see, his, when people walked down the street and they saw a demon-possessed man, and demon-possessed man wasn't demon-possessed no more, and he said, hey, I met this guy named Jesus, what was he able to do? He was able to bring others to Jesus. Hallelujah, because of his testimony. So we need to share our testimony with those in our community and around our world. That leads to the second thing. We need to accept our territory. Accept our territory. You see, this man wanted to travel with Jesus, but he said, no, you go home and you share with everybody what's happened to you. And so he did, and the whole city was impacted by this man's testimony. We aren't all going to be Billy Graham, but I believe 
that the man or woman who saves their family or helps save their family, leads their family to Christ, I believe they're going to stand before God with just as much glory that the man named Billy Graham. Because it all starts at home. It all starts at home. We have a story in the Bible of a man named Cornelius. He was a centurion, the commander of the Italian regiment of the Roman military. He was a God-fearing man. Despite being a Roman, he was been a proselyte of the of the Jewish people. He knew the Jewish law. He knew the ways of Judaism. <laughs> but in Acts 10, an angel visits him and tells him, you need to find Peter. And he opened his home to Peter who preached the gospel to those who were there. And while Peter, Acts 10, 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word, including Cornelius. Scholars say that the house of Cornelius was in the immediate need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it was also a gateway for the gospel message to be spread to the Gentiles throughout the world. It may be that you're Cornelius, and it may be that you're Peter. There's people who need a visit, and there's people who need to be visited. <laughs> they need a visitor. There's people like, like Cornelius who need Jesus all around us. Peter's not here anymore. I don't know if you heard. But Ray's here. Celia's here. And so where there's people who need Jesus, he's called us to go to them. And we, know, we have no idea the impact we may have by visiting someone. We heard a story a while back when we had our visitor here, Pastor Stales of a family that moved here from Italy and started going to the church there in Richmond. And before long, their whole family started going to church there in Richmond. One conversation can be had that could change so many lives. We just got to know our territory and we got to be willing to share the word to share him. You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He starts that within Jerusalem. This is our Jerusalem. Matthews, North Carolina, where we live. This is our Jerusalem. This is where we start. Praise God. He's given us other opportunities to go to Nicaragua and I believe in the years ahead, he's going to send us other places, right here in the United States even. We need to know our territory. All of us are not called to go to the ends of earth. Some of us are called to go to our house, just like the man who had the demon possession. But some of us are called to go other places. You need to know your territory. 
And let me tell you something. If God calls you to go to Nicaragua and you say, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know if I have the money. I'm a little scared. He calls you to go to France. I don't know if I can. If he's called you to do it, let me tell you, he can do it. He don't need you to do it. Just, just get in line. Isn't that right? That's right. Third thing, fear not. Fear not. <clears throat> we often find ourselves in our dash, in, and we're alone. Those moments where I don't know what I'm doing, man. Come on now. How did I get stuck here? Can you imagine Joseph when his brothers sold him off? How in the world did I get here? It happens. We find ourselves wondering, what am I going to do now? See, it ain't all pretty every day. <laughs> Come on now, y'all know this is the truth. Every day, you don't wake up with a skip in your step. If you're not, unless you're Ray. If you've ever been on a mission trip with Ray, you know every morning he wakes up and he is. He's like Tony the Tiger. <clears throat> but most of us don't have that. Joshua followed Moses. And he was there, ready to help whenever he needed him. But one day, Moses' dash had a date that ended it, and he wasn't there no more. Many of us have seen our heroes in our lives get their dash. My dad got his dash in 2018. It was tough to this day. I miss his wisdom, his guidance. But just as God said to Joshua, he says to us in Joshua 1.9, these words are just as much for me and you as they were to him. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. Where? Wherever you go. He's with you when you go down the street to the store. He's with you when you go down the road to the beach. He's with you when you go to Nicaragua. He's with you when you go to France. He's with you wherever you go. Again, when we face unknowns, yeah. Absolutely, every day we face unknowns. I don't know, what to, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? Not long after... Moses passed away and Joshua took the torch. God said, we're going to cross this here river. There wasn't a bridge. Matt, there was no bridge. We're going to cross this river. Have no fear, we're going to cross it. Okie dokie. So God made a way and he parted the river and they start crossing it. And the word, the word of God says, the headwaters stood as a heap. Okay. All right. So here I am. That's a lot of water. <laughs> you got to have some faith for that, right? 
Because, okay, it's parted. I can see straight across it. It's parted, but there's water on both sides heaped up. You can probably see the fish going. <clears throat> Man. You can't have fear and walk through there, brother. Come on now. No fear. Because what did he say? Wherever you go, I am with you. Even if it means I got to walk through a river with heaping water on the sides. We're going to walk through some rivers, folks. 2022 is going to present some rivers. And, and we're going to have to look and go, okay, am I going to walk or am I not? They trusted him. They had faith. We know the story. They walked through. Next thing we have to do, I believe, to live our dash the best we can live is we must have faith, just as I said with that. You can't fear and you got to have faith. My favorite verse in the Bible, many of you know it, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I ain't stop man. He knows the plans he has for me. He knows the plans he has for me. He knows the plans he has for you. He don't just know the plans he has for us. He knows the plans he has for each individual one of us. He knows how many hair are on my head. And if I've told y'all before, that's job because it changes. Right? Some of you ladies, it changes too. I know. I'm married to one. I'm going there. I'm like, what in the world died in here? Still got hair, but man, you lost a bunch of it. I just can't seem to get mine to reproduce. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for what? Good, not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. He has no plans for us that are bad. None. Now the world has some plans for us that are bad, but who am I going to trust? Who am I going to trust? The one who created it or the one who's trying to destroy it? I'm going to trust the one who created it. Listen to what he told. Listen to what he told the people who were there in, in exile in Babylon. Listen, this is so important here. Because this tells me what I need to do no matter how bad it might get, no matter how good the days are, the bad the days are. These people are in exile. And this is what he says to them in the Bible. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry, have children. Then find spouses for your children so you can have grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away. Work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I have sent you to exile. Pray for the Lord. Pray to the Lord for it. And its welfare will determine your welfare. We're in exile, folks, here on this earth. We're in exile here. But we have to keep on doing what we're doing. We've got to keep on keeping on. Keep on building our houses, right? Keep on making babies. Some of us. We gotta have grandkids, right? Right? Grandkids are amazing. I don't have, well, you know, some of y'all got grandkids. They're amazing, aren't they? Those who have them. 
We got to keep on. We can't quit. That's what the world wants. But we got to keep on keeping on because a mighty army is being assembled. He's called us to have faith. He has great plans for you and for me individually, not just us as a group. He does for us as a group too, but he has great plans for me. He has great plans for Luella. Hallelujah. Will we have to live through pandemics? Well, we know, yes, the answer to that, right? Will every moment of 22 be perfect? No. But we have to be faithful. Stand up and walk it out. Next thing we have to share it. Share our dash. Share our dash. Don't, don't hide. Don't, don't hide your dash under a lamp. Don't be a hermit. Get out there. Share that dash. Be bold. Acts 2, 42 through 44. All of the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. We have to share our dash. Because if you're not sharing your dash, you're living a boring life. Come on now. I want my dash to be full of people. You know? I want experiences. I think about my dash. And I think about the trips to Nicaragua. And the people we met there and the lives we've shared with our life with in that country. People that Sadly, we haven't been able to see now in coming up on three years. It's hard to believe. But people who still love us and care for us and send us little text messages. Well, not text messages, but, uh, you know, they can't do that because, you know, anyway. They send us little messages through Facebook or whatever. We, we keep up with their lives. They're a part of my dash. Nothing will ever change that. My dash was enriched by those folks. I'm blessed by that. I want to share it with more people. And the more people I share it with, the more impact my dash will have. Because our collective dashes can change the world. It really can. Right here in Matthews, Managua, Esteli, France. 2022 is going to be epic. We've got some big changes coming. We've got changes coming here with our church. We want to make our dash as a church an awesome dash. And I don't want our dash to end until Jesus comes back. I have a friend who is a pastor in another city. He has done, his church done some great things. It's grown. It's, he's a great guy, great preacher, great pastor. And he... Um, I see him on a regular, you know, once a year, maybe twice a year. And for years, I'd, I'd say, how's it going, man? Going great. Just tired. What's going on? Man, we hired a consultant. 
church consultant. They came in, they got me working. They're making me work, 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 work. But it's good, it's gonna be good. Okay, that's great. A year later, how's it going, man? Good, good, tired. Tired of working all the time. Got a consultant in. I said, oh, your consultant's still there? Oh, no, we got a new one. Oh, okay. I'm not kidding you, three years in a row, three consultants. Tens of thousands of dollars. Probably, more, probably, probably say a hundred at this point. I don't know. Then I saw him not long ago. I said, how's it going? <laughs> I kind of get scared. I like this guy. He's a great guy. I kind of get scared to ask, but I said, good. It's going great. He said, you know, we come to the realization that consultants are good and all that, but we just had to get back to the basics. But with that being said, we've prayed about it and we've decided that we're going to bring in a consultant. I'm sorry. We're bringing in a consultant. Don't get nervous. It's going to be a commitment that we're all going to have to get involved in. I can't do it. Pastor Bill can't do it. Robert can't do it. Every single person in this church has to be committed to working with this consultant. Okay? Every single one of you got to buy into this. If we're going to impact this kingdom, you all have to buy into this. Listen to me. Every group, Ray, your, every connect group, the youth, chill, everything. You're going to have to spend time with a consultant. As a body, we have to be prepared. Consultant's going to be with us a lot and, and walk us through some things that we need to look at, some changes we need to make, things we're doing good, things we're not doing good. They'll be in here. This consultant will be in here in service every Sunday. We've spared no expense because we think it's very, very important that we bring the best. We've seen a lot of resumes from my friend and I was talking about, he, he sent us resumes, and we've had another friend who's passed on now who brought in a consultant, and he's told us about his folks, and in the past, we have lots of folks who sent us resumes of people who've done great things for their church. But I think we picked the most qualified. I'll introduce him to you today. Our consultant for 22 reads, his resume reads this, Almighty One. Alpha and Omega, Advocate, Bread of Life, Beloved, Son of God, Bridegroom, Chief Cornerstone, Faithful and True, Good Shepherd, Head of the Church, I Am, Emmanuel, King of Kings, Lamb of God, Light of the World, Messiah, Lord of All, Rock, Savior, Son of the Most High, Resurrection and the Life, the Door, the Word, the Vine, the Truth, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Priests, Peace. I left out some of his resume because it's extremely exhaustive. His name is Jesus. And he will be our consultant going forward. I believe he's been here all along, but I don't think we've spent enough time consulting with him. <laughs> We spent a lot of time doing a lot of things, and hey, wow, we've got a lot accomplished. But a lot of our time, and it's kind of funny, Robert's back there laughing. So much of our time around here 
as a staff has been spent doing things that, well, we can do. We have, our pastor can, can fix, he can pull a block out of an engine and he can, you know, wire a building and he can do all kinds of stuff. But, you know, just because he can doesn't mean he needs to. I was sitting in there this morning and Robert came in to pray with me and I looked over at his desk and I just laughed. Our media, con, con, uh, our media guy, our media dude, the dude who does the media at the church, has a box of drywall anchors sitting on his desk. What's that got to do with media? But that's, <laughs> we spend a lot of our time doing stuff like that around here. And it has to be done, yes. That's why we're going to have a work day every month going forward. We're going to get some things done around here, but we're getting back to the basis, basics. We're getting back to the basics. And the basics will start with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so we're going to be spending more time focused on him. And I'm excited about it. And I hope you're excited about it. does mean y'all going to have to buy in, though. <laughs> because light bulbs have to get changed. So Not that because we're on staff and we can't do it, we will keep doing things like that. But um, we're going to put more time and energy into Jesus and into the ministry that he's called us here for. And we're going to let facilities maintenance handle the rest. Changes are coming. Pastor Bill's going to be sharing some great news in the weeks ahead. I'm excited about it. <laughs> to say I'm excited about it is an understatement. Because it's going to give me more time to focus on my word for 22. Robert, can you show the video? We stand at the edge of this new year. These 365 days in front of us. And instead of letting them blow by us, we look each of them in the eye. And one by one. We live them with intention. 365 days of sheer purpose. Each lived like it's the only day we've got. What if I live every day like no other day is owed to me? I'd reach out to my dad, make things right before it's too late. On my sister's birthday this year, I'd call instead of text. I would wake up in the morning and I would ask God what he wants me to do. I'd take those vacation days I still haven't used. Instead of inviting her to coffee, I'd invite her to church. Make myself get up early so I can watch cartoons with my kids. I'd give myself a break. I would take her to that park she's been wanting to go to, the one that's all the way across town. I'd say I love you, and I'd say it every day. On Thanksgiving, my table would be open to the whole neighborhood. Mother's Day would mean more than a $5 card. I'd let God have all the stuff weighing me down. I'd have more courage, because I'd have nothing to lose. I would take Jesus seriously when he asked us to feed the hungry. Serve the very least of these. Look after the sick. I'd be quicker to forgive because he forgave me. Living every moment with intention. Taking every purpose by the horns. Leaving nothing unsaid. Leaving nobody behind. Making every minute count. I would use every hour I had on this earth. To love God. To love others. One intentional day at a time. My word is intentional. I'm going to be intentional this year. I want my dash to have intentional action. I don't want to just do it because I do it. I don't want to do it because it's always been done. I want to do it because I want to intentionally do it. You know, when you do something with intent, 
It has a difference than when you just do it because you got to do it. I want to make my choices with intention so that it might let him shine through me. I encourage you this year to be intentional. Be intentional in everything that you do. As I look forward to the year we have before us, I am excited, and Ray, I believe we're going to go back to Nicaragua one way or the other. If you have to jump out of a, par- on a, out of a plane with a parachute, you can do that for me. I won't, but you can radio back what you find. But I believe we're going to go. I believe we're going to go back to Nicaragua this year. Vacation Bible School is going to be better than ever. It's called Monumental. Hello? VBS is called Monumental. Come on now. It's not called Mohill. It's called Monumental. Hallelujah. It's going to be Monumental. I believe that our mission teams here that go to serve at Common Heart, and I believe um, the work that's done at the farm, at Mephibosheth's Farms, and it's all going to be an awesome year, Mike. It's going to be an awesome year. Yeah, we're going to suffer some loss. We know we will. But we know who's with us. And our dash, our dash is going to change this year. There's going to be some fun things. I don't know if y'all heard, there's a baby coming, a baby night soon. Don't know when yet. That's going to be awesome. Baby green coming. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Different green. Praise God. (laughs) Life's going to go on. Let me tell you, I'll conclude with this. I'll say this. You know, I was at the beach. And um, I was sitting on the balcony looking at the ocean. And I hear, you know, everybody says, the world, she's a-changing. And I looked out at that ocean and I said, that's the same exact ocean it was when he spoke it into existence. I remember the trip Jacob and I took not long ago out west and those unbelievable mountains and rock formations that just blow your mind. He made all that. It ain't changed. Yeah, the ocean might change its path a little bit as time is still the same. The world is not changing. We're changing. The world is the same beautiful world he created. He just gave us the opportunity to live here. And I I believe, you know, and I I get back closer to God every time I go there because it's just like, man, I hear those waves crash and I'm thinking, those are the same waves, dude. (laughs) It's awesome. It's good. It's going to be an awesome, awesome year. And nothing can keep us from him. I don't know if you know it. Nothing can keep us from the love of Jesus and his Father. I'll leave you with this verse. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of the Lord of his return is drawing near. I believe he's coming soon. That was written a long time ago, but 
We need to spend time together. We need to fellowship together. We need to encourage one another. Let's go out there and let's take on this world. He's got a plan he's already put in place for every single one of us. Let's walk that thing out this year with intention. You may stand. As the week ahead goes on, um, Pastor Bill will be back next Sunday, and uh, he'll be bringing us a message about the fast. And um, I want you to be praying. Uh, if you've a uh, new part of Image Church, as we start every year with a fast, 21 days where we just spend time with him. And, um, if you don't need to know more about fasting, we can give all that to you. But praying and fasting is an important part of the Christian life. You don't just have to do it in January. You need to do it all the time. But as we get ready for this fast that will start week after next, this coming week, be, be in prayer. Ask God what he wants you to do during this time. Find that in your plate, in your heart. What, what is it I need to do? It's not a time for you to ask God for all the stuff you want. It's a time for you to get close to him. And by giving up something in your life, it gives you the opportunity to get closer to him. I've already decided I'm giving up social media during this time. About three years ago, four years ago, man, I've been longer than that. I gave up social media during that time. It was one of the best fasts I've ever had because I didn't need that garbage. And then I came back to social media and found out that, you know, aliens landed and stuff. I don't know. Hate I missed that. No. Glad I missed it, actually. Never know, I might fast social media and never go back. I think we all might be better off if we did. Be in prayer this week about that time. And I look forward to sharing this fast with you all. I think it's going to be a good one. Let's pray. Oh, Father, Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you for all of the promises that you gave us, Lord. Many of us have gotten promises from people in our lives that didn't pan out, but when a promise comes from you, Lord, we know it's real. We know we don't have to question it. We know we just have to stand and embrace it, and you will deliver. As we walk out this year ahead, Lord, we know we walk it out with you going before us. I pray each one of us would have intention in everything that we do, and each one of us would draw closer to you each and every day as we go forward. Be with us, Lord. Be with those who are traveling. Be with our sister Angela as she travels to France, Lord, to minister on your behalf. I pray, Lord, provision for her. I pray, Lord, just comfort, peace, Lord, as she goes through days that might not look as good as other days, remind her to have no fear. Remind her to have faith, a strong, strong faith, because she serves the almighty creator of all things. For those of us who will travel to Nicaragua this year, be with us, guide us, direct us, give us divine appointments. Lord, I pray for the ministries here at Image Church. I pray for Mephibosheth Farms. I pray for Common Heart, I pray for our preschool. Lord, just give us a year that 
when we stand here 12 months from now and we talk about 23 and we can say, man, wasn't 22 awesome? Always remind us. Always remind us, Lord, of your wonderful grace. Never let us forget what you've done for us. And we look so forward to what you're going to do for us in the days, weeks, and year ahead. Go with us now as we leave this place, Lord. I pray for each one. We turn back here next week ready to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't really have any announcements today, I don't think. Do I? Everyone just uh, go home. Enjoy the day. Go wherever you're going to go. And have a blessed, blessed week. <laughs>